I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. How about a little chronological review for tonight, okay? Just of everything we read. So there's creation, right? Creation story happens. Abraham is born in 2166 BC, so 2166 years before Christ. The story of Abraham starts, who's the father of the Israelites, coming out of Ur of the... Remember the land he came from? Ur of the... Canaanites? Chaldeans. Close. Something with a C. You knew. You knew it was close. Uh, In 2066 BC, Jacob and Esau were born. In 2006. And Jacob in 1929 BC. Jacob's favorite son... Esau. Esau. No, Jacob's favorite son. He had the 12... Oh, sorry. Joseph. Joseph was born in 1915 BC and he was sold into slavery he ruled in Egypt and he died in 1805 BC the Israelites lived in slavery to the Egyptians uh, but Moses was born in 1526 BC well um Israelites were slavery slaves to Egypt because Egypt was so powerful at the time that's right That's right. And then there was the exodus from Egypt in 1446. They received the Ten Commandments in 1406. Judges began to rule in 1375. You remember the time of the judges? Mm Mm-hmm. And... And the left-handed judge with the dagger. Was. I forgot his name, but that was a long time. He was able to take his sword out. That's right. And he stabbed it into the king, into the foreign king's stomach, and it came out the other side. That's right. It wasn't Gideon. It was Ehud. Ehud. Ehud was the lefty, right? Yeah. Othniel, Ehud, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Talah, son, Jair, son of Talah. Remember that whole deal? Jephthah. Ibzon, Elon, Abdon, Samson. I have a question. Yes. Um, were lefties like a thing? Like, yeah, that's what the Bible says about oh. Ehud. Well, were they like treated differently? Well, they were looked at as uh, maybe a little bit lower class of a human being, yes, because it was weird. It's not normal, which today we're like, that's okay. But back then it was, they weren't sure why people were left-handed. 
All right, so those the, that was the time of the judges. But then Saul became Israel's first king, kind of, in 1050. Good king. First good king, I guess. He was a good king for a little bit. Remember, he kind of went sour. David became Israel's king in 1010 BC. But that was before Solomon. Right. So. Solomon became king in 970 and completed the temple in 959. This was at the height of their power, 960 BC. Right? That was about as strong as the Israelite nation ever got. Oh, and that's kind of like small, isn't it? Oh, they were powerful at that time. Okay. Remember, Kingdom of Israel went to civil war and turned into the northern and southern kingdom in 930. There was the prophets, Elijah. We went through the time of the kings during the 900s, 800s. 700s and then the people went into exile in the 600s we went through the story of Daniel and after and the different kings and then after Daniel and the kings we went through the different groups of exiles that came back to Jerusalem and the leaders right of them that's right so among those were Ezra and we are in the middle of the book of Nehemiah, which follows Ezra, right? Mm -hmm. That is the chronological order of where things are at. And now we're around 400 BC, 500 BC. All right, we started off with that because in Nehemiah chapter 11, really what's happening here is that Nehemiah establishes new policies for Jerusalem and he tries to get people to come live back within the city walls because the city walls were built rebuilt on their initial foundations but there wasn't that many people living in Jerusalem compared to before so it was very sparsely populated and he wanted the city to become populated well in order to do that he needed to bring Israelites who were living outside the city into the city mm -hmm. but there were several reasons why they might not want to right either they already had jobs and businesses where they were at own land maybe where they were at they would have to move you know, perhaps the laws that they would have to live by in the city were different than the laws they wouldn't have to live by outside the city. And also the surrounding nations didn't really like the fact that Jerusalem had been rebuilt. So it may have lost, you may have lost favor in the eyes of the surrounding nations if you moved into the city. But either way, Nehemiah does this. He doesn't get enough volunteers to move into the city. So as governor of the Israelite people, he starts telling people who has to. And that's really what most of chapter 11 is is him telling who from each tribe has to come live back in the city interesting stuff but the names aren't going to help us out a whole lot so we're just going to keep moving on but that's kind of what's going on in the early part of nehemiah chapter 11 and in chapter 12 they keep going on at first with the different family heads and the names of the priests and the levites before we get to verse 27 in chapter 12 Subtitled the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem. So that's gonna, where we're going to pick up. So we just read or We just went through a chapter and a half right there in five minutes, which is why we started with chronology was just to review some stuff that We've read about before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So in verse 27 chapter 12 at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem The Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. 
The singers also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Nedophathites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Osmopheth. For the singers had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, were you about to help me out? How do you say it? Ceremonially. Thank you, Trey. They purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah, this is Nehemiah writing, go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right, toward the dung gate. (laughs) How would you like to take deep breaths while singing on that gate? (laughs) I mean, singing includes taking deep breaths between notes and verses. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's actually like dung. Well, I bet it smells like dung. (laughs) Verse 32. Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them, along with Azariah, Esra, Meshalem, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, as well as some priests with trumpets, and also Zechariah, son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of a lot of people. And they all came with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Remember, David kind of was the founder of worship to praise God within the temple. Of course, he had instruments that he did this with. And it sounds like probably some of those instruments were preserved or they remain new ones. But I think it's cool because we celebrate the same way today. Like worship, it to me, it's an important part of church service. I feel it's my like, favorite part. It's your favorite part? How come it's your favorite? I like to sing. And worship. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like it does for you? It's just beneficial in a special way. Yeah. I agree. What do you think, Brock? Same thing is true. Yeah. What I what I like is that um, I I feel like sometimes you can I can go into church and not really be like I don't know on fire to go. I know that sounds kind of bad, but sometimes I'm just like meh. But after I sing like a worship song or two. It's like my heart changes. I'm ready to acknowledge him. I'm ready to open my heart. I'm ready to be touched by the Holy Spirit. I'm ready. Few other things could prepare me for like worship. David was on to something. At the fountain gate, they continued directly up the steps of the city of David on the ascent to the wall and passed above the house of David to the water gate on the east. In verse 38, the second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. I followed them on top of the wall, together with half the people, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, over the gate of Ephraim, the Jeshana gate, the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred, as far as the sheep gate. At the gate of the guard, they stopped. Now Brock, which one do you think smells the worst? The dung gate, the fish gate, or the sheep gate? (laughs) Dung. Dung? It's gotta be close between the... (coughs) dung in the fish gate but i'll bet the sheep gate doesn't smell too good either i'm gonna go with the dung gate because the, <laughs> it, it said one of the footnotes said you're, it's where they throw their trash away you're correct you're absolutely right even though trash can't smell that bad sometimes Oof, i guess it depends depends on what's in there i mean Usually but fish. if they put their waste there <laughs> depends <laughs> on depends on the trash <laughs> <laughs> really, 
If they put fish in the trash, then it smells bad. It could be real bad. I mean, they can just call their waste as their trash. They could do that. I don't know. I, here's what probably they didn't have. <laughs> was running water. <laughs> Maybe you're putting two and two together. Maybe you just have to sit back over there. I don't know how it worked, Brock. I don't know. But, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind I of funny. They had the outhouse. They might have the outhouse, but it wouldn't have running water. It doesn't. It was like the outhouse that doesn't need running water, though. It's too bad for the guy who's got to go in there and clean it every so often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to keep going, but we're a little bit up against time tonight, and it's uh, we're on verse forty, so we'll continue. We'll probably go over, finish twelve, and maybe do a little bit of thirteen tomorrow, and then by Friday we will probably be finished with the book of Nehemiah. There you go. That was fun, fun uh, tangents with you boys tonight. I love you, boys. I love you too. You guys are good kids.